Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Friday to you. We're halfway through the Friday show. We're just going to. Here's the thing. It's, well, it's, it's 2.03 right now. Just go home. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, not, not you. You still got to work. Oh, oh you, you were talking to everybody. Watch Lucas know. leave. That, if, Lucas if, just if, walked if, away. If Lucas left, hey, we would be in serious trouble. Oh, no, oh, I got a long day ahead. No, be I'm not bad things anyway. That's right. That's right. You're you're uh, doing what game doing tonight? CPA and Lipscomb. CPA at Lipscomb Academy should Ooh. be fun. A little state championship rematch. Brent Dilfer and his group looking to avenge that loss from December of 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah, what what player should we be keeping an eye for? Oh. Well, Luther Richardson, the quarterback at Lipscomb Academy, has had he had the most ridiculous stat line, I think, of any high school, any level quarterback I've ever seen. Last week, he was 20 of 20 for six touchdowns in the first half. <laughs> Lipscomb Academy beat Etowah out of that? Alabama 70 to 10 was the final. He only oh, played two quarters. He should have called the dogs. But it, all over the place, man. Langston Patterson, the future Vanderbilt linebacker for CPA, Alex Broom, the Boston College running back commit for Lipscomb Academy. Uh, really one of our most talented matchups this season. Two really good head coaches, both former NFL quarterbacks. So we're really looking forward to it. This you is know one what, of the games we circled. Uh, you know what else is going to happen tonight? Look out the window. Stick your arm out the window. It feels and looks like football weather. Oh, yeah. This is this is what it's all about. Oh, right well, here. Long, long as it doesn't rain. Nah, a little rain mixed in. That just makes uh-uh. it more football. I'll go with that. No, yeah. Man. Yeah, but well, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'd love it. I want it to pour out rain. Yeah. As a player, is it the same thing? You just want it as messy as possible? Uh, no. Not as a defensive <laughs> back. Uh-uh. I, I don't know. I didn't want any parts of the rain. Yeah, I, I'd rather for it to snow than rain. Uh-uh. Because then it gets cold, and you have on sleeves, and stay, and then you have every disadvantage as a DB. The, the surface, the offense definitely have way more advantages to that. Yeah, so I didn't like playing in the rain at all. I played one game in the rain that slowed everybody down to my speed. It's the one game I ever had. That I, the coach is like, wow, <laughs> I wish it rained every week. 84. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, like a third of a quarterback sack. Uh, I was everywhere. Oh, well, in high school, when I was playing running back, now I wanted to do rain. Yeah. But when I got on the other side, I was like, yeah, crap. <laughs> I'm about to jam this guy at the line, and I'm not going nowhere. We ain't going to even, <laughs> no questions asked. Uh, here's some good news, Vol fans. Uh, Matt Zenitz, who is with I, Lucas, is young. You're internet savvy. Do you know on three sports? Fairly new. It's Shannon Terry's yeah, new that's company. Shannon Terry's deal. Yeah. Okay. All right. That, okay. That's All right. right. I knew that I knew the name. Shannon Terry. Okay. West Blankenship, too. We had him on this okay. summer. Okay. All right. We had him on. All right. I knew that I knew the name. Yeah. Okay. And it was because you, you we had, had West Blankenship. Protocol? Maybe I am. Yeah, with, with, uh, with uh, Lawan. On three sports <laughs> with a little scoop. Matt Zenitz, uh, who has been with different entities, and he's with on yes. three now, mm-hmm. reports that Hooker is going to play, that Hendon Hooker will play in what? this game. Oh, wow. Now, it's the only report that I've seen. So this is a scoop for them. And again, sorry to on three sports. I've slept since. Well, he, did, he didn't say he'll start. He said he is expected to be okay to start. Okay. Uh, oh, so that tells me that, that Milton's starting and he's available if something happens. That's how I, I see that. It's a, it leaves the door open it to where if does. he doesn't so start. Why? It's like, I didn't say he was starting. I said right. it was expected to be okay, okay. to start. Oh, yeah, okay to okay. start. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe going up to the wire to, to see if he will play. It's, it's probably getting really close. He's been practicing all week. Heupel's been calling him day-to-day. Yeah, but how much has he practiced? Okay Does practice mean he threw a uh, five-yard you know, pass? And yeah, he, I'm not sure the extent of it, but just the fact that he's on the field in any capacity. It is, because yeah, <laughs> I'm shocked because I, I thought it was a serious injury. Yeah.
with my doctor eyes that I have that it, it must have been looking cross-eyed at it. Well, Buck Rising walked in the studio today. You said, what's wrong with your back? <laughs> That's a true story. Buck, I did. Buck was a step and a half in the doorway, and Blaine goes, hey, man, what's wrong with your back? And he's like, uh, it just started hurting like 20 minutes ago. How he did you complain about it. Yeah, he said, how did you know? And Blaine's like, because I watched you walk in the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I forgot what he said, what was the issue, but I was just like, oh, okay. I just making sure, you know, your wife's been, been easy on you. <laughs> right. I mean, your hey, girl, your girl, your girl. Don't, don't get him in trouble. Your girl, here. your girl, your girl. <laughs> Between pet adoption and not putting a ring he, on he, it. He, he just chuckled it and, and moved on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mike Vrabel today ruled out three people. He ruled out Taylor the One. He ruled out Chester Rogers. He ruled out Monty Rice. Uh, those three players yeah. mentioned specifically Mike Vrabel today as guys who will not play in this game. Uh-oh. But we need Lucas's brain real quick. Find out who is the backup up returner for us. Call over there and ask Vrabel and let us know. So we, <laughs> so we can feel a little bit better. If not, I may cry all the way home. Because, you know, if you drop a punt, that could cost you a game. Actually, uh, Vilas Jones Jr., who was sure-handed, oh. dropped the ball versus Ole Miss. To me, that was a changing play of that whole game. And that happened in the first quarter. It never happens. And that gave the Mississippi just the shot that they needed. Basically spotted them a touchdown. Yes. So when you looked at it, they held, if you take that away from the offense, basically spotting them that score, this defense basically held Ole Miss to 24 points and scored two points and probably should have scored nine with the forward progress fumble. Yeah, Vila Jones probably hadn't funneled a punt return since his high school days or something. Ooh, man, that's tough sledding. That's how, what I'm bringing that up for is how valuable that position is. Sure. It's a tough position, but when you got a sure-handed guy, that's why some coaches go with the sure-handed guy over the guy who has more talent to return the kick. A, a Dory. <laughs> right. Right. Dory. right. I kept saying, take a Dory off. <laughs> I know what he did in college, but he's not that he's guy. He's not in, in college anymore. Nope. Yeah, this this is, ain't he, that. He's, <laughs> then he's got in his head. He's up here catching balls on the two-yard line. I was like, uh-oh, that's it. Or he's, just not catching him. Yeah, and then they would roll 30 yards behind him. Yes. <laughs> See, because that ball goes higher has much more hang time yes. than in college. Yep. I'm telling you, it's a different deal. I thought I could come in, I returned them in college. No. Uh-uh. I did that thing in practice one time. I say, man, where is that atomic bomb at? Where did it go? And then you don't see it till it's on its way down. That is not a good deal. And then all of a sudden, you start picking up your pace and running there and get over there. <laughs> oh, no, no. no, you do not want to. You want to be square. You want to see it all the way in. I mean, that, that's a tough position, man. I I envy those guys because, you know, they make it look easy until they drop one. So, uh, yeah, if anybody knows or thinks that they know who is the uh, backup permanent, it could be Marcus Johnson. He, he may be available because he's kind of the, the jack-of-all-trades yeah. guy that he returned kicks last week, and he, he seems like he's pretty talented, like he well, could do a lot of different things. Okay, Chester Rogers is fourth in the league in punt returns, 12 yards to return. Yeah. If you get double-digit punt return yards – you probably you may not leave if you get 10 even there's gonna be four or five guys ahead of you but if you get 10 yards per punt return you could keep that job forever 10 yards but he seems really sure-handed and it seems like there's just something like the ball is just it, it glues to him every time oh, he gets I like that i'm too. sure he's he's dropped some i mean but man he just seems very comfortable back there that, what if what if one who's been practicing that I, what if Darrington Evans is in that 21-day portal where he's not on the team, but he's not not on the team because he's oh, coming back. Have we seen any video this week? I want to check out his video. Last week, he looked better than the week before. 
He was a getting close. He was a premier kick returner at times at App but State. But that didn't say punt returner. Not punts. No, so, that's a different deal. Okay, all right. So, no, so I'm you, not putting him Okay, there. no. Not first game back, go catch a punt. No. From the NFL punter. <laughs> no. And I said it would have been Cam Batson, but unfortunately he is uh, unavailable for the unforeseen future. So it, it has to be one of the – it's not Westbrook Aquina. Some teams have a DB, a hooker, but he's been hurt. I wouldn't put him back there. Well, you know someone who you put back there. You just don't want your starting safety. Byard is a sure-handed guy. He's been the sure-handed. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a while, he, he definitely can do he it. He was the sure-handed, just go catch mm-hmm. this yeah, thing that, guy. That's the difference between me and him. I was definitely unsure-handed. <laughs> you see? <laughs> Somehow, it just got away from me every time. You had been an offensive player. What happened? Uh, you the, played the ball, the, the ball just started. It was much higher. and took much more focus. <laughs> And then it made me realize I need glasses. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then I need to go. Then I tried to wear the Eric Dickerson goggles in college. Oh. And then that didn't work because I realized it when I was at night that the ball was going so high. I was at ball. State, I was like, hey, man, I didn't see the ball. In the goggles? Yeah, oh, no, no. This led to me having goggles. And so then that led to me, I can't play with these goggles or they're fogging up. Are there pictures of those? Please, please. Oh, I, please ooh, tell I me know. there's a picture of you in goggles at be. Ball State. It may be. Uh and then Did that you ask for specifically, then I that want led the to, Eric Dickerson models? No, I just said I want some guidance to see. And so then that led me to having contacts. It would take me like an hour to put them in. <laughs> so then my eyes were all red. When I, you know, I'm a college kid. I'm like, what the? Put them in. My eyes were blank the whole time. I'm watered up. Hey, man, what are you on? I just said, you know what? Just take me off of there. I'm not wearing the contacts. I'm not doing none of that crap. I, I can see the guy in front of me. <laughs> so they say, yep, you do a good job with that. <laughs> And Please they had, they find had, a picture of you with the goggles. <laughs> After I dropped one. <laughs> yes. You dropped one. Oh, yeah. yeah I think I did. did it, was it one of those where like, it crawled all over you on the way to the ground or just like, wham, and it bounced off of you? Oh, uh, no. It went right through the bread basket. <laughs> so it wasn't like, but I had to run over there because I didn't see it to the way down. And then I was kind of in that in between. Should I go catch it or should I let it drop? Okay, Adore. Yep. That's exactly that. All my experiences are what I'm saying on air about other people. <laughs> yeah, they'd happen to me. No. So I know the signs. Take them off. That's terrifying, too, right? <laughs> it, Where you're like, oh, oh no. Oh, oh no. It, it's the worst no thing man's ever to drop a punt <laughs> because yeah. it could be game changing, as I just mentioned with Vila's children. It could happen in the first quarter, oh. it doesn't matter. That cost you seven points. Okay, now yes, I'm so, nervous about whoever's going to do it. you go look at the end it. score game, oh, we lost by five. <laughs> okay, now I'm nervous about whoever's going to do it. Uh, That's why I'm so nervous. Uh, I want another shorthanded guy. You know, maybe uh, uh, just bring a guy up just to return plays. I need to go back and try to look through somewhere through some of my old notes and training camp about who. Oh, no, I, oh. I would look terrible in the goggles. I think we're going to look for a picture of Blaine and goggles in this break. I don't think they have it. I told them to delete those. Jill Jelnick <laughs> is going to join us next from Fox 17. Maybe she's got goggles. She was a D1 athlete. Or maybe she knows, knows who the backup punt returner is. We'll ask ah, that and more next. It's Blaine and Mickey 104.5 The Zone. Oh.
Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, Friday afternoon. Gosh, it feels good. High school football tonight, college football tomorrow, the Tide and the Vols, and then Sunday at noon, you get the Titans and the Chiefs. It's a pretty darn good weekend. Why not talk to the person who's going to cover it all for Fox 17 Sports? Jill Jelnick joins us now. All right, Jill, so here we go. For people who wonder about credentials, because I, I like to know who we're talking to here, and you've been on with us before. 2014. Conference USA Scholar Athlete of the Year, Jill Jelnick joins us now. How what? about that? Yes, Scholar Athlete of the Year. Oh Not man, of she the told week. me she was a you know pretty good player, but then, what? Not of the month. Oh, you up for keeping secrets, Jill? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Tell him how many times you struck out as a senior, and over a hundred at bats. I'm gonna say probably not a lot. I don't remember too many strikeouts, but if there was one, I, I quickly blacked it out from my mind. I will tell you that. <laughs> if I'm not like a true athlete, right there, it, right? You gotta have a short. Memory. If I'm not mistaken, less than five. Yeah, I think three or four, possibly. Tony Gwynn and Jill Gelman. You know, yeah, just just foul it off, guys. Get it choke up a little bit, cover the plate, and, and just foul it off until you get your pitch, man. That's what it's all about. All right. Like I said, 2014 Conference USA Scholar Athlete of the Year at East Carolina University. Softball Jill Jelnick joins us now. Uh, all right. Before we get into Titans, before we get into any of this stuff, you went to ECU. Yeah. They're in the American. They made that move out of Conference USA a few years ago. We're in this whole crazy cycle again of who's going where. What do you think about all this conference realignment stuff? You know, it's interesting because from the student athlete side, I, I remember making that jump. Mm -hmm. When I was there at ECU, we were in Conference USA my first three years. And then that last year, we made the jump for to the American. From, a, from an athlete's perspective, it's fun. It's exciting. You, you're either moving up or you're realigning your opponents. I think it brings a, a fresh new season, kind of a new take from an athlete's perspective because you got new teams fresh blood. I, I love that. Um, from a media slash looking on the other side of the fence perspective, it, it's kind of chaotic right now because we're not just seeing one conference shifting and realigning. We're seeing it across the country. Um, and so it is interesting because we always look at the power five, right? Oh, these, these conferences got uh, who's trying to crack in there. And and obviously, with, with Texas and Oklahoma making that big splash this summer, it kind of jump-started this firestorm in terms of realignment. Um, I think it, it's definitely helped sports fans, college athletics fans, whether it's football, basketball, softball. I think fans are very interested in it, and I think it's going to make for, for an exciting, interesting two, three years when we do see these alignments take over. Um, I don't see a, a ton of downfall in it unless you are a, a, a top school being left behind, right? Um, and so I, I personally am looking forward to covering it. And I think from a student athlete's perspective, I, I think it's always fun when you get a, a new opponent in there, um, some just a fresh face that you um, already are on the attack and want to take down. <laughs> Jill Jelnick, our guest at Jill Jelnick, Fox 17, sports anchor and reporter right here on Blaine and Mickey. Well, Jill, you've been covering the Titans. I saw now Chester Rogers. I'm super concerned right now. I have chill bumps. I'm shaking a little bit on who's going to be the punt returner. If you had a guess, you've been out there. Who do you think is going to be the punt returner? Well, that's a good question, Blake. I, I mean, it's 
first of all, Chester Rogers is, is a is a loss for, for the Titans offensively, special teams all around. He's been fantastic for them. In terms of punt returner, you know, Marcus Johnson talked spoke today and he said he, he's loved being on that kickoff return, but he has not done um, nor does he anticipate him being part of that punt return coverage. <laughs> so I I'll I'll be honest, I, that that is a huge question mark, and I, I'm not quite sure. Um, you think they could bring somebody up, guy? or I mean, to do it that's done it before, or it, it's going to we we've seen shorter deadlines, right, of the Titans mm-hmm. bringing somebody up. We we saw them bring up um, a, a kicker last second when when Brett Kern or punter last second when when Brett Kern went down two three weeks ago. We, we've seen very quick turnarounds, so so quite possibly yes. Um, but right now, I think that actually special teams going into the season w- was one of the stronger of the three phases, right, for the Titans. And then all of a sudden, the last month, it seems like they've just been dropping like flies, losing people. So I think that's actually, if I if you were to ask me the the part of the Titans game that might be the most concerned going into Sunday, I'd actually maybe even say special teams. Well, one question we always get, and I think everybody's starting to question, is just natural, you know, instinct to think, you know, that something's going on with the training staff or the strength and conditioning with all these injuries. Well, there's injuries all across the league. I don't think it's just yeah. the Titans. I mean, kind of take us through with your background of how you view uh, these injuries being an athlete yourself. No, you said it best. It, it's happening across the league, um, and that's why you always hear coaches at the start of the season, talk about depth, right? They want to make sure they have depth coming out of training camp. They want to make sure they're as healthy as possible coming out of training camp and then stay that way throughout the season. Yes, the Titans are dropping like flies, it feels like, especially Monday night after several players went down. But it, it is happening across the league. As, as a player, though, you have to have, I know as cliche as it sounds, that next man up mentality, Coach Rabel said it a million times. We've heard the players, Tannehill, say it a million times. It, and that's why I think that that wide receiver group for the Titans has has been okay despite the um, the misses of, of Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. When they haven't been in there, they've had other wide receivers step up. Marcus Johnson came back. He's been a huge help since the two weeks he's been back from the IR. So, again, it's it's a – it's one of those things where yes, it sucks, but we still have a 17 week, we still have a 17 game season to get through, and the hope is that okay, maybe we'll get these guys towards the back end of the season. And I personally think that's what they're trying to do with with Julio Jones. They're trying to make sure they save him up so they have him at least for the back end and hopefully the postseason of this season. Well, I'm with uh, Jill Jelnick uh, with Fox 17, I guess one more for Reed real quick, and that is, do you think? the King has a legitimate shot at the MVP. Absolutely. I mean, name, name another player right now who who is more deserving at week, what are we, week seven of the season? I just, his numbers are off the charts. Each week, it seems like he, he puts another record behind him. And I think the fact that the Titans are doing well, they just beat the top team in the NFL last week or at least the hottest team in the NFL last week. They're they're racking up these wins and it's on the back of Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry can stay healthy guys, I have a hard time believing he is not named the MVP at the end of the season. The home run hitter that is Jill Jilnick with Fox seventeen.
All right, so we were doing the post-game show Monday night. We're sitting down here at midnight with the phone lines jammed, and we get a text from our friend Tommy, and he said, hey, do you knuckleheads realize the Titans are now the third seed in the AFC? And he was right. They yeah. are. Mm-hmm. So they've done yep. this. They, mm-hmm. No, like, A.J. and Julio together on the field. Taylor LeJuan has been hurt. They had a who's who at defensive back. Think about this, Jill. We all felt, I think most of us felt pretty good about this team's chances at the start of the season. They're four and two. They're the third seed in the AFC right now, and they've been beat to death. Imagine what this thing is capable of if they could just get some guys healthy and on the same page. Oh, exactly. And to be honest, that that's always a question that has come up each week in our media pressers, especially when Julio Jones and AJ Brown are talking. Is can you imagine <laughs> what this offense could do if if we, especially if we get that passing game going, especially if we get everybody back healthy? You know, again, we talked about just at the start of this, Chester Rogers being out. out. Well, Cameron Batson is another name that's going to fill in for him that has been that great filling guy on, on the wide receiver core and also special teams. But it's, it's one of those things where, God, can you imagine what if we have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones for a whole game and we have Derrick Henry, right? Because that's exactly what's going to happen this Sunday with the Chiefs. Chiefs are going to stack the box against Derrick Henry, right? They're going to try to make it as difficult as possible for him to run. That's going to open up the passing game, and that's where the offense can really start to take off. I have yet to see, I really think we have yet to see what this Titans offense can really, really do with all of those weapons if they're healthy. So, yes, guys, it's it's exciting thinking that the Titans are, are that big in the AFC. The Titans are, are so close up there. You mentioned it, third, four and two overall if they could stay healthy or at least get a bunch of guys back healthy towards that back half of the season, it'd be huge. So I know you came here from Texas, and the first time you were on with us, you were kind of like giving your view from a, a, a having covered the Texans' perspective. So now you're in yeah. Nashville. You've been covering the Titans. We're, what, six games in. What's been the biggest surprise for you, like player, scheme, performance-wise, in a good way and in a bad way so far for this Titans team? You know, in, I'll start with I'll start with the good. The the good is that from everything I've gathered from the, whether it's the weekly pressers, whether it's the post game conferences, whether it's just a quick media availability here or there, they they seem to be all on the same page. Um, and that's something that okay, we all talk about that, right? Coming off of training camp, being on the same page is this team, the offense, the defense, especially considering all their new weapons they got this year offensively, especially considering the overhaul of defense this last offseason, right? There are a lot of new pieces to this Titans team, but they are very much on the same page in terms of, okay, we know our goals, we know our roles, we know what's expected of us from a weekly basis, whether it's practice, whether it's training room, whether it's this next game. And I can pick that up in their language, you know, that whether or not – it's them using similar phrases like next man up, um, you know, taking it one day at a time. We hear that all the time in football. But but I swear, this this team kind of really knocks into it, really kind of pushes that, that whole team mentality in terms of we know what we're capable of. We just need to make sure we're continuing to, to stick to our role, get better each day, and, and worry about ourselves, and then that, that big team product comes in at the end. And that's something we, I heard from the first day of training camp to, to just yesterday. 
Um, so I, I love how much this, this team really does seem like they are on the same page with one another and have each other's backs. Um, in terms of you, <laughs> you asked me what's, what's one kind of not so good or, or, or um, one downfall of, of covering this team. I mean, I'm coming into this season with fresh eyes. You know, um, I, I didn't know too much about Mike Vrabel, didn't know too much about um, this core group of guys other than Derek Henry is a monster, right? Um, but I, I think the one thing that is interesting is I, I don't know if I've seen the real Titans yet. It goes back to, to the injuries and, and what this team can really do. I, I don't think we've seen that real Titans team yet. Um, that week one loss against Arizona was very tough. I can't even imagine from the players' perspective how tough that was to swallow. But credit to them. They started really turning it around after that. Um, but I think the big thing is, guys, we have not seen the potential, anything close to, to what these Titans can do, especially because of the injuries. I'm with Jill Jelnick, uh, Fox 17 Sports, talking uh, here with Blaine and Mickey. Well, Jill, I have to ask you, with all the injuries, which is really concerning at this point so early in the season, one person who's taking advantage of that, and you talked about next man up, is uh, Westbrook Aquina. And I, I'm a little surprised how well he's, he's played. Uh, well, what's your thoughts on him? Did you even know who Westbrook Aquina was before uh, you came to Nashville? Because <laughs> <laughs> I did No, no. I don't think a, a lot of us um, knew who he was um, at training camp. And I and I also can say, I'll be honest, I, I had to double check a million times how to pronounce his last name, which you said correctly, Westbrook Aquina. Oh, 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 thank you, because oh, I, I always get him wrong. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You, you said that perfectly. Um, but to his credit, he is now a name we say quite often. And both A.J. Brown and Julio Jones spoke about him today um, in, their, in their Friday pressers about how much of an asset he's been, um, how, how much he's been able to kind of adapt and fill the role um, and especially kind of fit in as a, as a solid wide receiver on that core group. And especially with A.J. Brown out sometimes, Julio Jones not finishing games, right? He, Westbrook Aquina has, has been a consistent face on that wide receiver core, and, and that's been huge for Tannehill. That's been huge for that offense. Um, and and I, I think it goes without saying we're going, the Titans are going to have to continue to expect that from him. Um, as as that backup, not just backup role, but as that consistent face that hopefully stays healthy. But he he, it goes without saying, he has been instrumental for that offense. Well, Jill, uh, we're on with Jill Jelnick at uh, Fox 17. Uh, I guess I'm going to ask you a little bit about the Predators. Just one question. I don't know if you've been paying attention. I know everybody knows the season started and we're all NFL, college football and everything. But the Predators <laughs> are one in three. Seems like Soros is playing well. Defense is okay, but... Man, they're not putting up points. Is that the issues to start off one and three? What do you think? Oh, I, I'm a, especially coming from the, the the former athlete background. I'm someone that will always say, "Ho, ho, ho, hold up! Let's, <laughs> let's not let's not press Love the it. panic button yet." Okay, it's still very early, right now. It's not like the the NFL schedule yet, where you have only have 17 games. We have a lot of play to get to in this NHL season. Um, I think this is a I think you're, the record right now that you're seeing, like you said, one and three, I think it's a result of, of the transition of that new rebuild for the team. Um, David Poyle has, has mentioned it numerous times. He called it a competitive rebuild, and then he kind of rephrased it again and said a competitive transition. 
it has to do with a lot of their younger players. They're putting their younger players in not different roles, but they're giving them more time, right? They're trying to settle into these roles. They're trying to figure out um, exactly how all these pieces fit to the puzzle. It's still very, very early. Um, but I think what we're seeing is, is a result of, of the offseason, you know, the loss of several big players, uh, Ryan Ellis, uh, Callie Yarmcrow, these are, those are huge, um, huge players for the Preds that are no longer a part of this team. And the Preds are still trying to figure out, okay, what is our identity? Wh- what do we need to do to get to that level of play that we know we're capable of? And that's, that's just what we're seeing the first two weeks of the season. So I'm going to go on record. Do not press the panic button yet. Let's, let's give them a little bit of time, okay? All right, on the way out, Jill Jelnick, Fox 17. Vols have to go to Tuscaloosa, try to beat the Tide. It's a 25-point spread. We're about to call our shot. That's the next segment, and I may let the cat out of the bag a little bit. I think the Vols can cover 25, especially if Henry Hooker can play. How are you you feeling about Saturday evening for the Vols and the Tide? I actually like it. I I, I agree with you. The Vols cover the spread, but I'm really looking forward to this third Saturday in October, right? I don't know if it's mostly because I, I think Alabama has shown some sign of, signs of weaknesses, right? They're, they're not untouchable. They're, they are actually um, human and a, a normal college football team, right? Um, and I think I really like what the Vols have, have been building the last several weeks. Last weekend was tough and very unique. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about last weekend's game against Lane Kiffin. But I, I, I really like what I've seen from Coach Heupel and this Vols offense and defense, he, he's clearly starting to put some things together. This team is starting to mesh really well. I love a good underdog, but I definitely love that um, the Vols covering the spread. And hopefully it's, it's just a good game. I want to see a tough four quarters. I want to see a game all the way to the end. And I think the Vols are capable of that. If they faced Alabama earlier in the season, I don't think so. But I like where the Vols are at right now. I like this matchup for the third Saturday in October. I'm looking forward to it. All right, 2011 CUSA All-Freshman Team member Jill Jelnick from Fox 17. I read the resume. I'm telling you, I know what's up now. Appreciate the time, and uh, next time you come on, I'll hit you with some more of your stats. How about that? Oh, man, I hope not. You guys are the best. I appreciate it. Have a fantastic Friday, y'all. You too. Jill Jelnick, at Jill Jelnick. You want to follow her on Twitter. JJ, thank you. Double J, that's right. Watch out, Jeff Jarrett. There's two double J's in town. When we come back, we're going to call our shot. You want to call your shot, you can hit us on Twitter at Blaine and Mickey in the Zone TV chat. Lonzo's already dropped a couple of them. Uh, You can join us in there or just call 615-737-1045. Blade and Mickey, one zero four five, the zone. Time to uh, time to call our shot. We do this on Friday. Brought to you by Chattanooga Whiskey. Available at your favorite Nashville retail store. Drink Chattanooga Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. Maybe you'll drink a little this weekend. It's gonna be a little bit chilly, willy outside. You can enjoy yourself. College football, pro football. Uh, tonight you got high school football coming up near you. Ooh, it's coming to an end already. Oh gosh, is this Crazy. week? Lucas, how many how many more weeks of high school football? Two before the playoffs? Yes. This is Gosh. week 10. Then you got week 11. Regular season's over after next Friday. Mm, crazy. So Dude. really one week after today. I, it's, it's still October. 
this just ends too fast. Yeah, yeah. It starts really early, right? Because it starts oh, it like August seventeenth, yeah. like a yeah. solid month before you know the NFL really gets underway, and so. Does Dang go through December, though, if you're still playing for state championships. Boy, that's uh, the way they schedule it in Arkansas. If you played a game the Friday after Thanksgiving, you had had an amazing season because that meant like you were three weeks into the playoffs. Hmm. I mean, you if you played a game, if you practice Thanksgiving week, I have a buddy who's a coach, and he told his kids, if we're not practicing the week of Thanksgiving, we haven't had the season that we wanted to have. I always thought that was interesting. So those you dudes would have their turkey, and then they'd go out and practice for a Friday game after Thanksgiving. Um, well, a shout out to everybody who does that. That's as pure as it gets. Blaine, I've talked to you and all these dudes who played in Super Bowls in the highest level. And anytime we start talking to you about high school football, everybody's eyes light up. Yeah, the stories the are better. Everything about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because those are memories, man. They're the last of a lifetime and, uh, and your bond with your, your teammates and everything else. And nobody knows too much anything. Everybody <laughs> Is fresh and just excited to be playing football and, and uh, to have success and come together. It's, it's a pretty cool thing, whether win, lose, or draw. And it's just uh, the bus rides and the practices. And, oh, the bus rides. Were just, and oh. just busting on each other and stories. Yes. And it, there's just nothing like it. So everybody who's playing tonight and maybe you're a senior, you got a couple games left. Have you, fun. Enjoy have fun. the ride. And, and if you're a senior trombone player or you're the – Person who twirls the flags at halftime, or you're the mom that's cooking hot dogs, and you got to send your player leaders. Yeah, hey man, mm-hmm. go out there and live it up. Because here's the thing: it's never like this again. It's mm-hmm. never, ever, ever. Because in college, it's a job. You can say it's not, but it's a job. In the pros, it is a job, job with big money at stake. This is not a job. This is you and your friends having a good time. Mm-hmm. Whoa, yeah. Yeah. man, so enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Golly, but don't be like us and call our shots though. No, we're about to call our shots. Uh, Brian from Springfield, I think he just wants to join the discussion on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. What's going on, Brian? Thanks for calling. It's the same way as Springfield, man. Springfield, White House, Portland. I'm a Springfield alum, but I guarantee you it's the same way up there. It's, 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 it's a Tennessee thing, too. If you're playing after Thanksgiving, you've had a hell of a season. That's just uh, that's, I think it's one more left after, after that week, I do believe. Maybe two. But, uh. It's pretty neat, man. Pretty neat. It is. Hey, Brian, thank you, man. That gave yeah. me goosebumps talking about that. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, man. And, and here's the thing. You know, you it, it, these are guys you have class with, and, and you went to a private school, I know, and, 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 and either that or whether it's the people who just happen to be in the same district that you live in or whatever, it doesn't matter. You all got there, and you found a way to get that far together. You know, you yeah. fought and you sweat, and, you, you know, when you start out practicing – it's like the end of July. It's as hot as it gets. Then there's a chill in the air, and literally you play till the end. Like he just said, you're playing till December. I mean, so the season is short, but when you put in the, the pre and you roll through uh, the postseason as well in the playoffs, that's a heck of a long season. But, again, salute to everybody. So uh, just a side shot. Have a good side called shot. Everybody have a great game tonight and next week. And uh, everybody who goes on to the playoffs, congratulations. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy it, gosh. Enjoy the moment. Look around. Remember what it looked like and smelled like and mm. felt like because you're going to be our age one day and you're going to think, gosh, those were special times. Make the best time of your life. Gosh. Lucas, you're the closest to that age, so we'll let you call your shot first. <laughs> All right. I, last <laughs> week, well, I got to two and one last week. I, I dropped my first one, calling the shot that the Vols win. Oh, yeah, what are our records? Uh, Blaine, 
you're zero and three. Uh, <laughs> Yours are for entertainment purposes only. You've stated that. Uh, Mickey and I are two and one. Mickey, you got it right. You said Kentucky covers twenty one and a half. On the last Georgia. play of the game, That's they right. covered. Backdoor a meaningless cover. touchdown. My oh, shot this God. week. Bengals beat the Ravens. It's at M&T Bank Stadium. Woo! Ravens favored by about a touchdown. I like the Bengals, man. Joe Burrow and Jamar yeah, Chase, I, I think, could be one of the best duos in the league yeah. for the next few years. Uh, I've got Bengals beating the Ravens. I like the Bengals a little too much. They got a chance to be good for a long time. Where are they? They're playing at the... In Baltimore. Ooh, I don't know about I don't know that. if I like them that much. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough in there. All right. All right, what you got? You're 2-1. and one. You're two and one, and I'm over. Well, yours are for entertainment purposes okay. only. You well, I'll there. continue my over. Okay, and, and entertain everyone. <laughs> my shot is my never nervous Purvis, no punt return about the Titans. And by the way, the thirtieth ranked rushing defense all of a sudden is going to be better than thirtieth. So I'm calling the shot. The Titans go down. In the Chiefs wah, game. Wow. Yeah. That's not entertainment. Yeah, that is entertainment right there. How riled up and fired up are you or pissed off about that? Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. At some point, it must end. <laughs> yeah, man, getting them riled up. Uh, I- I'm going to go with just another one of these huge college football spreads. It's 25 points. Let's document it 25 points, Alabama and Tennessee. If Hinton Hooker is able to play, and, and it's Friday, there's a report from On3 Sports, which is Shannon Terry's company. I, you guys helped me remember that. Uh, there's a report that he will be well enough. What What was it? Well enough to start. No. It, what's the report, Lucas? The phrasing on that phrasing? Expected to be okay to start. There you go. <laughs> okay to start. Doesn't mean he is He's going to start. expected to be okay to start. So I'm expecting the Vols to cover a 25-point spread at Alabama. That, well, I was going to call that, but I knew you were going to take that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm still nervous the hookers are playing. I, I, my shot is Milton's going to play. Well, my shot may be wrong. <laughs> we so got to go 0 for 5. <laughs> we got to go. 3HL's coming up next. Happy Friday, everybody. And I'm still a winner. And peace! peace! <laughs>